podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Johnny Saddlebags. Slippery Pete. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Ain't but one thing to do. Yep, start banking at community banks. Say what now? We'll grow this town bigger by doing business with community banks. That way our money will get reinvested locally and help small businesses grow and prosper. Son of a saddle spur. This town will be big enough for the both of us. Help your community grow. Find your community bank at banklocally.org. Welcome to the final FYP podcast of the season. Hey! Is it though? Is it? Or is it? Uh, it's, well, uh, yes and no. It's the last one of the season, but we might we might be around in the summer. Ooh, Ooh, cool. back, might call it back for something. <laughs> <laughs> we might do a couple no, of summer ones. Quicker than that, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have whistled straight away if there was anything wrong. Uh, but we're still. It's the last one of the season, and. Uh, well, for the last time this season, we are sponsored. Well, no, we'll still be sponsored by them in the summer. Right, what what number pod is it? 182. Is it really? Is it? Yeah. 182. Well, it was That's gone quickly, hasn't it? 181 was the, the FA Cup special. It was, it was the With last Jednak. one. Jednak. I mean, I remember it. I don't remember the last one. Did we do a pod? Yeah. We you were the star of the pod. Really? Yeah. What happened in that pod? We'll explain later. Okay. Um, <laughs> sponsored. We are sponsored by... Sponsored Victor. by Upsetting Australians. <laughs> <laughs> and and co-owners of the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun. Uh, by Vector Printing. For all your print and embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk. And that's Vector with a... K. 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 And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, good. Very no, I, good. I actually really will. This really? Time. Yeah, I will. You keep promising to every no, week. I will. I will. I really will. He promises a lot of things. He does. Yeah. He promises he won't have 16 points yeah. before he turns up for a podcast with Jedinak for one. Tattoos. No, he'd only had six points. Okay. No, it was only six. Yeah. Was it, was it Jedinak? I thought it was Ledley. <laughs> yeah, you broke his leg, <laughs> Now, uh, John from JCIS uh, was at the FYP uh, Friday night. Meetup drinks. Pre, pre, he was. was yeah, he, he was, was there. Was he? he was the big guy with the beard. Was oh, not again, walking around build. saying, "I will." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like another pint of lager? I will. I will. <laughs> What's uh, his overseas connection? Oh, he's Irish, isn't he? Is that right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, oh. he's got. Yeah, he's got Irish, but. From well, then you got to be over, from overseas to go to the pub. <laughs> no, but for the overseas reunion. Maybe just yeah. want to, you know. No, no, that's right. He no, was also, no, no. He was also there as a, as a no. representative of FYP in terms of being the, the sponsor. But my yeah, point was. Some people from FYP weren't there, but. To well, be exactly. Fair, they were, they did, were, half the pod wasn't there. There, wasn't were, there were a lot of podcast fans not from overseas who were there, which made yeah. it doubly lovely. Well, I, I was going to lead into just to say thank you to, to all the people that turned up because it was a huge turnout. Mm. I reckon there we was. had over 100 people there. Uh, there was, yes. And um, it was absolutely lovely to meet people from. Quite literally, four corners of the earth. Best night of my life. Yeah. Had, we had we had South Africa, we had Australia. I'm trying to work out my geography. Yeah, Hungary, yeah. Hungary, Norway, America, yeah. America, du- uh, Dubai, Hong Kong. So we pretty much covered hmm. the, the world. whole thing. The well, world. It was actually, it, it's funny. It was really sweet that they they thanked us so much for arranging it because we pretty much. All we did was Rob said, "Let's meet at this pub." <laughs> that was as much arranging as it took. But it was actually in in. 
Before this uh, podcast gets too sentimental and maudlin, after the two and a half hours we had in the pub, it was the Friday night. Was that was wonderful? That was it, mm. it was genuinely nice to hear how important we seem to be for a lot of our overseas listeners and what a point of contact we are. Slightly annoyed that most of them said. Uh, use the phrase four blokes talking the same old bollocks <laughs> every week but it, seemed, be our but, new tagline, but, but it seemed to be important to them and it was um, I, my favourite bit I think was talking to um, baggy grey pyjamas yeah baggy grey tracks great very handsome uh, <laughs> young man Akosh our Hungarian listener who when I said to him who's your Hungarian team just got really cross and went <laughs> I'm a Palace fan. Why don't I have a Hungarian team? <laughs> That's a fair point. But it was really nice. I mean, that was one of the highlights of the of yeah. the, the week and the weekend. And it was it, it did make me quite emotional to think that people listened mm. to us in all corners of the yeah. world and, and had come and none to of the them pub. can understand. And they carry on listening as well, as well, which I thought yeah. was quite important. Well, they may not after, but yes. Um, after some of the things we told them about JD, who was, uh, to be fair. To Endicott, JD was as drunk on Friday night as Endicott was on. Wow, well, no, night. no one, no yes, one's that drunk. Were, yes, I wasn't you drunk. Were. I was just you were happy. alive, alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> unexcited to be around our captain. You had to be the, yeah, and you, you were. Oh, me. Yeah. Well, I found out the next day that <laughs> JD and I was there. Yeah, you were the next day. You excited like a Labrador puppy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well. um I should introduce the voices. I mean, people know them already, but it's, it's it's the original Fab Four. Kevin Day. Hello there. James Endicott. Hello. And Andy Three. Hello. Um, and I guess we should probably um, talk about what happened on Saturday. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nope. No. Well, we, we went out in the semi-finals, which was a massive disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we got so close to getting to the final, and maybe next year. I beg to differ. We came second in the FA Cup. Is what happened yeah. on Saturday. Um, I don't know what the exact number of teams that enter the FA Cup are, but there's a lot. A lot. So we came second out of a lot. So it was. I've, I have to. It was a great day. Kev. Was, well, yeah. I don't. I don't even know. It was a great day. Well, it, was. It, was, it was a really good week as well. It's very exciting. And I'm more. I'm less disappointed than I am missing the excitement of the whole week. Yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm flat because it was so exciting last week and the week before. Just build up to the final was fantastic and the fact that we were involved in it was fantastic and I miss it I'm, I'm, I more miss it than I am disappointed about because let's I think in the great scheme of things where we are is 2-1 behind Man United yeah. after extra time they've got better players than we have mm. nobody saw Rooney playing that well I think no, we saw Clattenburg playing that well. Well, yeah. exactly. There are all sorts of ways, but what we we didn't do with Villa the year before. We didn't let ourselves down. The, the tactics yeah. in the first half you can talk about as long as you want, but to be fair, I'd rather we didn't because I think we should concentrate on on what was good about it: the fact that we were in the FA Cup final, that we ran United really close. We lost to, let's be fair, a, a really really good goal. And I think the yeah. big difference is you know the start of extra time when Gale. It's a brilliant ball through to Gale. Gale controlled it really well. Didn't finish. That's yeah. the difference between us and and United because yeah. Lingard, Martial, Rashford probably would have controlled it and finished it. But there's no shame in what happened on Saturday on the pitch. And I got a bit fed up with being asked by various radio and media people how proud I was of Palace fans because I was immensely proud of Palace fans and the whole world saw us being brilliant. And as Evening Standard said, there will never be better fans at Wembley. But yeah. 
I, I didn't want that to over, overshadow the fact that we went really close on the pitch despite yeah. misgivings about and also the being proud of Palace fans and we all know it is something that is, is a given we, isn't for, it for because us of course we, we, know we, take fans are. Yeah. we take for granted and, and, and there have been so many Man United I, I, if I was a Man United fan I'd be very proud of my club but I'd be slightly embarrassed about my fans yeah. you'd also be a bit you pissed know. off at living in Hornchurch of course yeah, absolutely <laughs> but you know <laughs> let's not go down that well-travelled route to no, Hornchurch let's, let's, let's take the high road let's take the high road and yeah we could talk about Clattenburg it's not the reason we lost but if he'd made a proper decision if we'd if we'd scored that goal mm. then who knows but oh let's be fair enough. it was one of the most incompetent performances you'll see in a showpiece match it, for it, many it, yeah it was, it, it was there bad were, there were two or three odd decisions yes but let's let's not dwell well, on that it's very hard yeah. but yeah street I agree with you but it's very it's hard to moan about it when because people just think you're saying that because we lost yeah. which we're not saying that it was bad and even Man United fans I know and my, I know some Man United, Man United fans who actually are from Manchester and even yeah. they I, really, know, yeah. I know I know there's four or five of them left in captivity um, <laughs> and they you know they were saying the same thing you know it was a shocking performance by the referee yeah. but you know but at the end of the day as Kev alluded to earlier you know Gail had that chance you know we were 12 minutes away from winning the cup and we let our guard down they equalised you know it was there for the taking and it didn't mm. happen but you know what how proud did everybody listen to this pod and the, f- the four yeah. of us around this table feel that day yeah. mm. I'm not being sentimental because we lost all that bobbins it was a great day you know the crowd were there the, everybody it was it, you know what we felt like we were united we yeah. were the united team that day we were more quote unquote united exactly. yeah, than well, united well Kevin has said on this pod say, yeah okay good I was just clarifying <laughs> because you didn't really say it in the, well, I, did. Um, I did actually okay. uh, Kevin had said in the last couple of weeks what we'd like to happen win or lose it'd be great if the Palace fans stayed behind and chanted and cheered their team that's exactly what happened yeah. you know United won most of their fans were streaming out the Palace fans were still there chanting and supporting I, I, that was fantastic yeah, I got a really patronising tweet about half an hour after the game from a Man United supporting comedian uh, who tweeted to me and Mark Steele and Holly Walsh and Joe Brown and people like that saying, "Yeah, I'm really delighted we triumphed on the pitch, but you know, congratulations to Palace fans, very brilliant." And I tweeted back, "Yeah, there's more of us left in the ground than there are. Yeah. There are of you on the train uh, that eventually got achieved. We eventually got there's a little bit of trouble because there's a couple of Man United fans trying to be clever and funny." And as one very big Palace fan pointed out, they shouldn't even be on the train. They're, they're, they're Players were still parading the cup round a half-empty Wembley, yeah, like, yeah. and that's what people remember. And and what will happen is eventually our team will catch up with with our fans because I've got I've got no malice against Man United, and they've they've now got a manager. Oh, yeah. They've now got a manager who loves Palace fans more yeah. than, more than they do. Yeah. And the fact is, United you know, <laughs> for all the cliches, of course, United have a lot of fans from Salford and a lot of families from Salford, despite how the, the management and the board of Man United have tried to ruin that. But you've asked most Man United fans to name their 12 FA Cup wins. They probably wouldn't be able to name all 12. Yeah. And it's sort of irrelevant. But I just think we're, on, we're at the start. It's not going to be 26 years before we're at Wembley again. Yeah, it simply isn't. We're, you know, we're getting better with each season. And we've got players now that will know how to do it next season. And the gap between FA Cup finals, League Cup finals will get... We'll get fewer and fewer. You um, ask Palace yeah. fans to name the 13 players who played in the FA Cup final. I reckon yeah, yeah, of course it. they would. Yeah, 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 of course. 
So what's the, but the important thing is that, as I say, the gap <laughs> don't the, ask should, me. No, no, but the, <laughs> we can, I think we can do it now. But the gap yeah. between Wembley appearances is getting it will get shorter and shorter, and it's and it's we we're not going to be at Wembley because we're in playoff finals. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I actually got a text uh, not long after the game from a Spurs mate of mine, not gloating at all, just yeah. saying bad luck. You know, the, the, these things happen. Trying to console me a little bit, and I went, "Well, you know, we've waited yeah, yeah, yeah. so long for this." And he came back with, "You're not going to wait that long again. You're an established Premier League team now." Yeah, and yeah, he, he, yeah. he made that point. You know, it's not going to be just a showpiece event. No, no, exactly. We're now at a level where it's effectively, you know, five games consecutively from yeah. another FA Cup final yeah. for Palace, or six games from a League Cup final. And we're yeah. now good enough, and we're now at that level that as long as we keep building from what we've done in the oh, last yeah. sort of three, four years. There's no reason why we can't do that again and why those who are saying, oh, I, I might not be alive in 26 years' time or yeah, it's yeah. going to be that many years until we do this again, well, we will do it again. Of course we will. We'll, we yeah, will yeah. be there again. We yeah. will see another Wembley final, many of us, and yeah. we will have exactly the same day out. We'll show the yeah. exact same community spirit that we did win or lose yeah, yeah. on Saturday yeah. at the next final. Agreed. And let's not forget, it's not that long ago since we were in a Carling Cup semi-final as well, so we, we've been close before. Mm. And yeah, the eight or nine players that are left from this team that start next season will be twice as determined to win it. So yeah, we are we're building as a club. We get we're so it doesn't feel like an opportunity missed. Of course, it, uh, yes, a little. I mean, of course, I'm, it does a little bit. I'm not Saturday and Sunday. I was more disappointed than I thought I would be, to be perfectly honest. And I was consoling myself with the fans and the performance, whatever. But but uh, ironically, having spent some time in the pub with you tonight, it, it now. It, it doesn't feel like that. It feels. I miss the excitement. I'm, I feel really flat, mm. and I kind of wish we had a game next week. And I wish we were in the yeah. community <laughs> shield, and I wish we were in Europe. But mm. it feels like the first of other opportunities now. It feels like that we. It feels. It feels like the beginning of something. Yes. More, rather, more rather than rather than like the end. Of like we, wow, we've got to this point. You know, it's not like say Wigan, yeah. for example. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who like or, or, or Millwall yeah. or, or, or Millwall or, Villa last or year, Portsmouth. Or, and you know, yeah. it feels for, it feels for me like this beginning. And let's not gloss over the fact that we beat two teams who finished in the top yeah, yeah. six this year, mm-hmm. t- top seven, sorry, mm-hmm. in the FA Cup. Southampton and Spurs. Yep. Yeah. 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 We, we beat other Premier League teams in that run. Yeah. Established teams. Yeah, Estab- yeah. Established. Te- yeah, yeah. Stoke and Watford. Stoke and Watford. Are now you know they're, they're now teams that did not get anywhere near relegation this season. Yeah. That was not an easy cup run. There'll yeah. be other years where we get slightly yeah, easier yeah. runs. Yeah. Yeah. Let's also forget yeah. that we uh, didn't do very well in the league performance. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but what, what we have to, what we have to. <laughs> I'm make sorry sure. to bring you all down. No, no, it's true. You know, yeah. a bit of it's a positive pod. It's a positive pod. No, it's just well, I'm being positive. I'm very positive about Saturday. Yeah. I'm very positive yeah. about what happened. I'm very, very positive about it because I think it's the beginning of something. Yeah. I think that we will not wait 26 well, years. Do you think? Again. Do you think the similarities between 1990? Because the next season we finished third. I'm not saying we're going to finish third, but well, do you feel it can be a springboard again? I think that's a really interesting point because what we can't do is is basically what Villa did last season. Is off the back of their four 0 defeat in the FA Cup final, that really fed into their start in the in the Premier League. And what we can't do is that we have to take uh, inspiration from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think we've got to remember with Villa yeah. is you know they sold Benteke, they sold yeah, yeah, Bill, yeah, yeah, they yeah, let yeah. their best players go. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the breaking off that same same way yeah. after Palace's nineteen ninety yeah, yeah. after the ninety one season where we finished season, third. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, allow yeah. the team to be broken up. If we build yeah, on what yeah. we've got now. There's no reason why we can't go to the next level. And and yeah, there's no yeah. threat of that happening this season. Is there next season? Do you think the big guys going? We're Palace fans. We don't. Who know knows? We do, we're just fans, aren't we, Jody? We're just well, fans. Think, <laughs> hopefully not. There isn't. From what from what Pardew's been saying this week, from what Paris has been saying, 
interesting enough, Steve Brower has been saying you know, they, they've spoken to the Americans and the Americans are very aware that we need to step up a level but at the same time retain our feel as a community club. So I think we have owners that, that are aware this is a step forward but what we should none of us should be ashamed at losing 2-1 to Man United after extra time. It's a different dynamic now though, isn't it? Yeah, totally. You know, like in 1990 you, you couldn't afford to just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you couldn't afford to, one to go out into the market and go, look, yeah, yeah, we're not yeah, going to yeah. sell our best players. Yeah. When money came in, you had to take the money. Now we're getting two hundred million quid in next yeah, year. Yeah, we've yeah. not got to go. Well, we've got to sell him. We've got to sell them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a fifteen million pound bid comes in for Zaha. Okay, let's let him go. That, that, yeah, yeah. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. So there, there's a real opportunity now to go right. We're going to consolidate on this and, and move forward. It's only if you really are trying to claw as much money back as you as you really can, like Villa did after their cup yeah. final win, that it's going to really have that effect. And there, there are you know there are things that need to be addressed. We can't ignore oh, no, we the second half of. Yeah, of the of league course. season yeah. but there's still some good players in that squad there's still something to build on yeah. and partially a lot of them should take solace from the, the manner in which uh, we approach uh, the cup of course but also being FA Cup finalists must make it easy to attract players possibly more so than finishing 8th or 9th in the in the Premier League because of the profile of the FA Cup it's easier to sell and the, the people you feel sorry for are the people that in, in your heart you imagine less likely to be the you know Damo that's probably his last chance to, his only chance to win an FA Cup win. so of course but yeah, most of that squad will be part of the squad next season do you think Kev do you think that say we're going for a player in the summer that's a 15 to 20 million quid player and there's another couple of clubs going for him do you think that player will look and see the way the fans were at the final mm-hmm. and leading up to it and just go you know what I think I'd love to be part of that if I'm, I'm going to be brutally honest about it, I think it will look at what wages he's on the point. Yeah, yeah, is it really as simple as that? No, I think, I think it will... Maybe I'll be just uh, no, too much a romantic. I think there might be the occasional player who's got a decision to make between Palace and Watford, for example, who might yeah. go, OK, I saw that game on TV. Yeah. I think for the most part, Andy's right, I think people are attracted by wages, by contracts, yeah. by uh, promises of playing a number of games. But there's no doubt that the fans, the 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 image of our fans going around the world as it did there's no yeah. doubt that that's yeah. raised the profile yeah, of the yeah, club yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way as much as because people will be going all over the world oh yeah they're the ones who sang all the way through the FA yeah, Cup yeah, final yeah. they're the ones who had the red and blue stripes but I think what what's interesting and Scott Dan's kind of hinted at this again the way to attract better players is to get better players like Kabai you know Scott Dan signed his new contract because Kabai came in mm. You have to get two or three players like Kabai, and then other players will come in. Yeah. But no, I don't. I don't think it's unfair to say that that, no, no. that gives us a little. I think a little, I, I, it gives us a profile. It's, without yeah, it gives a, it's and, a profile, and, isn't it? And, and I think people will sell that to, to other to players from around the world, saying you'd like to play in front of that every week. Isn't I it? think if we went yeah. in now for the same player as Bournemouth, and you both offer me exactly uh, the same way, yeah, and he yeah, looks yeah. at the profile that's yeah, yeah. been garnered there, I think that would have an effect. I mean, obviously, if if Bournemouth offer twice as much money, you're probably going to go right. I'll go to Bournemouth, but. All things being equal, if, if well, you've looked at the, the way the season's finished and looked at that sort of yeah. gala event and all that sort of stuff, it, it, in mm. those sort of circumstances, I think it could have an effect. But the, the irony is that, that, bizarrely, Bournemouth probably could offer more money than we could, <laughs> given the amount of money their owner makes. You know, so, you know, so the, the so-called romance of little Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah. But, but having said that, you'd like to think, and they, they probably don't exist, but you'd like to think an intelligent football agent would say, look, if, you, if you're given a choice between Bournemouth, Palace, West Brom... I would say that in three or four years' time, Palace are the more progressive club. 
yeah, West Brom fans and Bournemouth fans would 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 differ. But if you say, and, and I know I've said this before, that out of twenty clubs in the Premier League, fourteen of them, including Palace, will probably be back in the Premier in the Championship in ten, twelve years' time at some stage. But it, I I would like to think that we are a more progressive club than, and that we've we have got a chance of maintaining the Premier League. Uh, position and attracting more players and becoming a club for which the, the trip to Wembley isn't as much of a one-off, a one-off. treat yeah. and, you know, and and regardless if we were to get to Wembley every year we would still have the same level of support yeah but it's weird because it actually didn't feel like a one-off did it on Saturday no it didn't I mean I, I, I know we went there really we were there four weeks no. fourth the semi-final we were there three years ago for the playoff final it didn't feel like oh my god Oh my days, man! We're at Wembley. This is yeah, amazing. Yeah. It didn't feel like that. It felt like not this unnatural home. I'm not being no, that no. ridiculous, but it didn't feel like it was something that overall the fans at all, no, no, and overall the club is like, yeah, we're going to. Wembley. I know it was a cup final. We deserve to be there. Yeah, yeah, we, but, yeah but, absolutely, we deserve to. But, be. but also, you know, as a club, though, it wasn't it wasn't something completely out of the blue. I think that's a really good point because yeah. without ever without ever feeling like Arsenal fans must feel or Man City fans, it you will definitely be here next season. It didn't. Also, feel like this is another one off. It didn't feel like that. This, it felt like this would be somewhere that we would be coming back to. Yeah. yeah. Um, without getting too negative, I guess, should should Jason Punishment have started? He, he made a massive impact off the bench. Yes. I, I thought I, he gave I him really, far too much respect, frankly. I really, really, really think he should have started. Um, I was. I, I went to the game with a bunch of friends that I went to in 1990 with um, a friend from who now lives in Madrid a yeah. friend who now lives in Moscow and a friend yeah. who lives in Sydney uh, you all know them and friends of the pod and friends of well, Palace fans and Mark my friend from Madrid was there with his two teenage sons and they are they're Spanish born and they live through Spanish and they massive fans of Atletico Madrid and they uh-huh. love Spanish and they love football we're going to the game and I said I think Jedi I said I think Jedi's going to play because they're going to be playing Fellaini yeah. and these boys turned around and said why do you English people give so much respect for Fellaini you should be playing puncher from the start he will run rings around Fellaini he said I don't understand why English people have this thing about Fellaini but what actually happened is that we did play Jedi and I think because of Fellaini yeah and I think that's something that we've all talked about on this pod and we've talked about with our friends here, there and everywhere. But, you know, looking at it now, it, it should have been punching. I mean, I really believe it should have been. Instead of we, Jedna? We yeah. Have, yeah. I think yeah. instead yeah. of MacArthur. Well, we, well, we one have, or the other. This is one of the things that I said on various media. This is one of the discussions we've had. You know, Jedi, MacArthur, Kabai, which two out of that three? And I don't think any of us ever expected it would be three out of that no. three. <laughs> no. And... I don't think it was the right choice, but having said that, we were 1-0 up with 10 minutes to go, so at that stage it was the right choice. You don't know... I think we also... The one thing we said, all of us said, let's play at our pace, let's get at them, which we did until uh, Clattenburg pulled uh, Wickham back. Pulled his his white shirt on. First few minutes minutes we did get at them, but then for the rest of the first half... I think we showed United too much respect. I think we played at their pace, but Pardew will say we were in the game and we were, and we kept having chances here and there, and we were 1 0 up. And then Pardew, to his credit, I thought was really interesting, said afterwards that we'd covered every single base except he said that we dealt with Rashford, we dealt with Martial, we dealt with all those things, we had a plan, and he was right. 
he said the one thing that never occurred to us that, that Rooney had that burst of pace that Rooney could run for 50 yards yeah. and then as he said put a cross in that he had no real right to, to put in it was a fantastic cross so Pardew was honest enough to admit that that was something that they hadn't planned for so if and it sounds an odd thing to say when, when we scored I thought we were going to win the FA Cup I had yeah. no doubt we were going to win the FA Cup and I thought then the plan was was working perfectly I was dis, I was a bit dismayed at the starting lineup, I have to admit because I don't I just don't think it gave us enough of a but, but, but again the other thing that Pardew probably couldn't have legislated for was that Kabai and Balassi would have possibly their weakest games of the season because if Kabai had played as he could do then that system could have worked really well but I just don't think United were strong enough in midfield, in midfield to justify us playing like that but I don't think we can necessarily say that if we'd played punching from the start we would have won. We could have got overrun in midfield. You don't know. They, they. I'm not saying we could have won by. No, no, but I, I agree. But no, I do. I, I do think that no, I, it would have given us more options, and I just think it would have pushed us a little bit further forward. I think what I, we missed I, was like pushing forward. We missed that. I think Punch does that. I think Punch does. And that. Carrick is great if you have yeah. no one within 15 yards of him, which was what yeah, yeah, ultimately yeah, ended up happening on Saturday. If you press him yeah, yeah. a bit higher, as probably would have happened had. Punch and been on the pitch. I, I think it ends up being a different game. Now, I think the, the danger in saying that, and ultimately it's a finest goal event, I, I think the occasion overawed some of the players, all that sort of stuff that comes in that wouldn't be part of a normal football match, and, and which kind of makes any form of analysis of that match a tiny bit oh, yeah, facetious yeah, yeah. in some ways. But all of that stuff, you know, held instead. It, it was still, to my mind, a, a, a line up and an approach that kind of gave a little bit too much respect to their deep line midfielders yeah. it was kind of uh, a three that we've not played together a huge amount yeah, no, this season yeah, 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 frankly and it, it was kind of it was an approach that essentially relied upon their, they missed a huge amount of cut, clear cut chances in that match a huge amount of them that flew just past the post and people will look at just the stats of well you know shots on target but there are a huge amount of really really good opportunities for them now, obviously, if Punchin's goal... Well, it did go in, obviously. Yeah. But if we then end up doing a complete backs-to-the-wall job, everything I'm saying here becomes a complete yeah. moot point. But I suppose my way of looking at it is, would approaching the game in a slightly different way have given us a better opportunity of holding what? off those minutes or scoring a little bit but earlier we, or supplementing our lead? But, I, I don't but know. Did, but the thing is, we nearly did score much earlier. Hmm. And if Clattenburg hadn't been so quick to blow his whistle then we could have scored much earlier but so it is, it is all ifs and buts and maybes and the fact is that Pardew will say it was working until 10 minutes for him because we yeah. as as each minute of the game went on I thought we were more likely to win the, the one thing I don't think any of us predicted was that Rooney would and let's face it Rooney was head and shoulders the best player on the, on the pitch yeah. Rooney was outstanding and if he plays like that in the Euros we've got every chance but yeah, you know, there was two or three times in the first half when we were we were hauled back by Clattenburg, and we were in the game. We were we, there was never a moment we weren't in the game. And yeah, for every chance they had a couple of chances where they hit the woodwork. Having having said that, for all Rooney's run was really good. It was still a massive deflection off. You know, Hennessy had it covered. Yeah, yeah, off Ward. And yeah, so we, there was never a moment when we weren't in the game. We kept having chances on. But with on the punch, the break, with the punching thing, yes, he made a huge impact when he came on and scored a brilliant goal. But he was also arguably too weak for both United goals when the ball came, oh, especially oh, the second one. So do you know, do you, do you it's have, given, it's yeah, give and take, I, isn't it? The other difficult thing is because I haven't 
I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. I haven't never watched will. It. Never will. I haven't watched it. You know what? The only thing I've watched, the only thing I've watched, JD, is Punch and Skull. Yeah. I've not watched any of it, and I feel bad about that because I'm we sat we sat here talking on this. I've struggled even to watch Punch and Skull. I've watched it, and that's all. And I, you know, and I don't, I don't want to watch it. I, I was there and I missed bits yeah. and people tell me there was mistakes by Clamberg and all this I'm sure there were and this and that but I, I can't bring myself to do it but you know what because that I'll tell you what man that punch and goal those two or three minutes after yeah. that yeah. are the best two one of the best two or three minutes of yeah. my life and I've got three children yeah. one of them is here in the room <laughs> <laughs> don't he's tell got, him he's got three Alice children Travis. he's got three children all of which took a minute each to conceive so three minutes <laughs> yeah so the best four yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And, and, and the, yeah, the okay. thing is I, I'm, I'm, I will never I will never watch it as simple as that so it is difficult but my I think there are pluses and minuses with punching and I think you just have to come back to the fact that we were one nil up with ten minutes to go basically and then yeah and if if we if we saw seen that Rooney attack through, we might have been alright. But we didn't. And then, so in a way, there's no there's, you know, there's not a lot you can do about it. The fact is that we, in my memory, we played alright. First half press, we could have been a bit more on the front foot. But as I say, we did. We were at the start. So, the but, fact also, that we didn't. We let nobody down. And the fact is, let's. How many times have we said this in the last four weeks since the semi final? Even though it's been a mediocre season for Man United, apparently. Nine of their first team would walk into our first team. It's, it's probably yeah, it's only yeah. probably only combined Zaha that Van Gaal would have a problem with. You know, so I think Dan's better than both their centre backs personally. Dan, well, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, and it was. I mean, it's really nice to see Dan so upset about take, being taken off, even though he quite clearly clearly, you know, clearly could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, I mean, that's the big difference. You know, Dan comes off, Mariapa goes on. That's the difference between us and Man United. So. It, it, it is what it is. We are behind Man United. It's as simple as that. And What's been nice about the sort of the aftermath of the final is that most, if you go on social media, Facebook and Twitter, ninety nine percent of it is Palace fans saying, "Would well, you know what? I was really proud of my yeah, team. Of it was great to be there." Yeah, yeah, it's actually been a very sort of positive, mature yeah, reaction. No, it's very, very and it's very almost brought everyone sort of closer together a bit. I, I think the la- the Stoke game for me came out of nowhere a little bit because we talked about this quite a lot about how flat the atmosphere had been at Sellers Park and how there had been mumblings of resentment since January and understandably so but even even between September and, and mm. December we were talking about the Palace fans not being quite the same as it had been in the last two seasons and I think the Stoke game and the FA Cup final we were right back to where we, where we have been in the past mm. and that display at the start from the Palace fans was just Magnificent, but it's not. And again, it's not just down to the to the HF, brilliant as they are. It was every single Palace fan. It was, there. It was, it was down to the club. It was down to yeah, the club. It was just non-stop noise. The whole thing. All, you know. A couple of United fans yeah. I I spoke to, who were at the ground, who were just going. They were saying, you know what? Those guys there with that banner, those the yeah. HF boys, all that. Said, that was obviously there was something to do with them towards the yeah. club and it all been sorted totally. out and they were saying we don't have that relationship with our club yeah, yeah. we just don't have it well it's yeah. kind we of that, have that. that, that uh, contrast between that sort of fan organised display which was yeah. fantastic and then them bringing out a banner that was so clearly manufactured by their club yeah. Yeah. so clearly yeah, sort yeah. of Nike orientated and their fonts on and all that yeah. sort of really stuff that's really embarrassingly pulled yeah. down quite yeah. 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 okay we lost the FA Cup final you know maybe we lost to a better team Maybe we can moan about referee decisions. Maybe we can moan about this, moan about that. But we do. We can live with the fact that 
Palace are still we're still a, we're, a, we're a proper team yeah, we're a proper yeah, club yeah. we're a club yeah. and we are you know we are I said it earlier on we're united as a club right. yeah. and unfortunately a team like Manchester United and you know and other bigger clubs are not you know and the real fans and you know I'm not you know there's a lot of United fans I don't like but a lot of them I do like I've got some really good friends who are United fans and they are really not very happy about yeah. how their club is just getting eaten away by money by business you know and they soul of their club we've still got the soul of our club you know yeah. I'm not taking solace from that saying oh well, it doesn't matter we didn't win I wish we'd won you know I'm really yeah. really fucking do wish we'd won but we didn't. But we still got that. And United you know have I mean? just United have just, as you said before, they've just appointed a manager who loves Palace fans. But they've also appointed a manager who, he might be forced to play Rashford, by public opinion. But all those young kids that Van Hal gave a, mm. a chance to, Mourinho won't do that. Mourinho won't give a, a toss about the, the reconnect. But, but I think what you yeah. said there, JD, was really quite important. Is that I think this season there has been a lack of connection between the fans and the club, and part of that goes. To down to Alan Pardew, possibly Steve Parrish's reluctance to acknowledge that things were going badly, but the reconnection is is back. The connection is back. Yeah, it's definitely, back. definitely back. It's definitely and and what the club have to do is is make sure that they build on that and and recognise that. And I mean, we, the thing can we take that into next season. The yeah, thing yeah. that Saturday just demonstrates me more than anything is that you know peak opportunities like that Manchester United will always just be this global brand yeah, and if some yeah, people ascribe yeah. that you know that's their yeah. choice whatever Crystal Palace will always at its heart be a community and yeah, in some yeah, ways yeah. I felt a little bit sorry for some of the Manchester United fans going yeah. Palace fans outside afterwards yeah. because all they've got is that sort of identity that ascribes just to success yeah, the only yeah. thing they can yeah, ever yeah, take yeah, validation yeah, yeah. from yeah. is the cups and the trophies so it then yeah, yeah. breeds this sort of form of bitter resentment when Palace fans will come away from that and go well we lost but we still, we're still we still going to have a party because that club speaks to us and it speaks to where we come yeah, from yeah. or what we believe in or the, the things that we really really value and you saw that before the match on Saturday you yeah. saw that in the pubs you saw that in Covent Garden you saw yeah, that in yeah. Clapham Junction you saw yeah. that in Baker Street you saw that at the Green Man you yeah. saw that around Wembley Stadium you didn't see that once from Manchester United yeah. fans or supporters or whatever yeah, you want yeah. to call them and customers but the thing is, there will be Man United fans listening to this who go, Yeah, yeah, we'll come back when you've won the trophies. We'd rather end up. No, but my, my point here is there's a form of identification no, no, with, I, with your I, club I, I, that yeah. sort of transcends that if you're a fan of a, a club like Palace. Yeah, yeah. And Manchester United fans now will never get that. Yeah, but I also some, think of them, some of them will, to be fair. I, mean, I think we, we, we shouldn't forget that there are Man United fans. And, and let's face it as well, there are Man United fans all over the world. For various different reasons, ranging from Munich to 1968 to to economic uh, you know, immigration, whatever. Of course, there are reasons why they support Man United, and some of them love United as much as we do. And there are Man United fans from as Salford. much as we love Palace. Yeah, as we love Palace, but Not there are Man, and of course there are Man United fans from Salford who would have travelled down with their families. But I think a lot of them would rather have what, what, what we've got. Oh, without, 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 without actually, without a doubt. And also the other thing as well is that bizarre thing I was saying the other night. This FA Cup final, you probably had that odd thing where 90% of the country wanted Palace to win and 90% of the world wanted United to win because they're a brand. But the 90% of the world that wanted United to win would have gone, oh yeah, United won, and then moved on to whatever else, whatever else it is. And of course, we, yeah, we have got something special. But having said that, I, I don't want to live the rest of my life going, well, you know, 
I don't want my graves, my tombstone. I support a team that had really good fans. I still want to win something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, I think yeah. that's we'll 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 the will. We're getting closer. The two things are getting closer to each other. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly, absolutely. Exactly. I do think one yeah. of the things is that we we are tending to get carried away by the emotion of it that we're a great club, we're a community, and all that stuff. And you know, but and then you know what really happened is we played FA Cup final, we lost to a better team two one, and you know, and much no disrespect to Villa, but the year before they were they were they were walked over by Arsenal yeah, four well. and that's you know one of the things that I walked into that game, I did not want that to happen. Yeah. I did not want us to and just walk, and it didn't happen. Well, we competed on on every footballing level. Exactly. Yes, we made mistakes. We could see, and that's what I think I'm really proud of. We lost yeah. to a better team. We lost to yeah. the biggest exactly. teams in the world as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, it's um, it's kind of classic Palace fans, isn't it, to kind of find the positives in what essentially is, is a defeat. But it's it's quite but nice that we can do that. We are good. finding the positives, but you know, we it's hard, isn't it, as well at the same time. We were in the FA Cup final. Liverpool lost two finals this year and finished eighth in the league. Then their season will start the same as ours without Europe you have to remember and I've been trying not to say this because a lot of Palace fans don't like me saying it it's a cliche you have to remember where we were six years ago of course it's disappointing but we're disappointed because we lost the FA Cup final 2-1 in extra time to one of the biggest teams in the world and I'll, I'll take that disappointment. And we were there, we got and there. Yeah, but I remember out, being outside Selhurst Park in 2010 during yeah. the first protest with oh. Kevin and JD having a can of Foster's going, yeah. well, this is it for Palace. Yeah, 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 this yeah, is, yeah, this yeah. is it. That was my birthday. We done, I mean, oh, yeah. I, there, there were years before that where I thought I'd never see Palace in FA Cup final, final again. Yeah, yeah, I thought friendly, I'd never yeah. see yeah. Palace fans gathering outside yeah. the Green Man or outside the Globe in Baker Street or around the big... Yeah squares in London decked out in red and blue and I said before the match you know I, I, I didn't ever think that would happen again it's happened yeah. and I, I knew beforehand that I'd be proud of seeing the whole of London decked out in red and blue and yeah. I was I knew that I would love singing a vibe with me with some oh, of my closest brilliant. family friends all that sort of stuff yeah. and I did I knew that I'd be proud seeing those 11 Palace players come out yeah. and I was and that those moments they won't ever go yeah. well, no. do you know abide with me it's really important because you couldn't hear it from the other end yeah because they're, they're you know there's all this talk oh, we haven't been in the FA Cup final for 12 years we haven't been in the, we haven't won the Premier League for three as well <laughs> but for us that abide with me that you could hear it being belted out down there because you enjoyed it you, you treat the occasion with the respect it deserves which is what people don't when they're there every year it's like it's a whole story about Arsenal could have been in the third Wembley FA Cup final Arsenal fans don't know that they don't care yeah I honestly think we've rejuvenated the FA Cup. I know that sounds like a big thing to say. It's the first FA Cup in years where people have been talking about it for days afterwards, yeah, where, yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. people have been talking about it, even knowing that I'm a Palace fan, but have been yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. it incidentally yeah. with other fans of other cl- yeah, other yeah. clubs. It, it's become a big conversation piece, that final. People have been talking about the atmosphere in that stadium that they said couldn't generate an atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. They've been talking about a competition that they said no one cares about and people came along and demonstrated that they did care about it. I think it's going to give a real shot in the arm to the FA Cup itself and yeah. going to give a punch in the face to people who say the FA Cup doesn't matter because it's demonstrated that it does I think also to Wembley's I've got a mate a very dear mate who's a Plymouth fan and he said right. for the last week they've been talking about well what, if they can do it you know, Plymouth are a massive club yeah. and so they're playing Millwall aren't they yeah, in the final no, no, uh, Barnsley are playing Millwall Plymouth are playing oh. uh, AFC Wimbledon okay. good knowledge come on Barnsley Plymouth fans want to go there and do what because they know that the world is watching and, it's, and people do talk about those things and yeah. football fans it's like our Hungarian 
uh, support or said that they're the sort of things that the fan, fans notice. Yeah, it's not so much the result of the game. Yeah, so like oh. in years to come, people go, "The 2007, as we said, you know, that mm. FA Cup, older Palace one, we're oh, the, the noisy one." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. fans will notice that it's time for us to move on to part oh. two. Whoa, it's taking them 100. Even after three points, that was yeah. oh, that was. Poor. It is time for us to move on to part two of the podcast, uh, where we've got questions uh, from our listeners. So join us in a bit. Hello and welcome back to the final FYP podcast of the season. No, sort of. Yes ish, and no. Maybe. Ish. Ish. Who knows? Uh, sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with a K. K. Oh, K. very K. nice K. K. Very nice K. Uh, and also JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will! Oh, that was too loud for our microphones. No, I will. Fine. No, I will. I will. Okay. It's like the Halifax uh, Noddy Holder. <laughs> Blows out mics within 15 <laughs> seconds. I will! Not just mics. I will, uh, I, I, will okay. I will, I will, I will, I will. Ooh. Good. Uh, that was beautiful. We've got any questions from Thanks, our listeners? We have got so many questions from our listeners, and I'm going to try and read them all out, but I apologise in advance to listeners if I couldn't read them all out, but I'm going to try. The first one is from Tony Stewart. Oh, hi, hi, Tony. Tony. Oh, hi, Tony. And Tony simply says, Will the pain ever get easier? Because I swear it's getting worse. He's been in the hospital or something. Yeah. yeah what do you mean, pain? Has he hurt his leg? Yeah, it'll get easier. Yeah, it'll get easier, yeah. wouldn't it? Has it got easier for you guys the last few days, or has it got worse? You know what? It's got easier hanging out with you lot tonight. Oh, you. No, seriously, it was. I was all right about it Saturday night. Sunday, I started to get a little bit angry about the tactics and all the football in Clamberg. And the Clamberg thing yeah. and where this punch should have played. And I got quite angry. Monday, I was just a little bit... I was very hollow. I felt quite <laughs> empty. And I actually... I think I said to you all on a, on a tweet, I was going, I'm feeling hollow and empty. This is the best diet I've ever been on. <laughs> Today I was just like two days. Today I'm just thinking, you know what? Hanging out with you lot. I'm not just saying this, but hanging out with you three today has made me feel really good about it. I'm feeling good because I realise that. And that's going to be the same for lot of us. I'm not. I'm not being silly about this. I really, really, really mean that. Yeah, it means a lot to me. Someone just said that you are being silly in the background. Then that was his son. Who's my son? Who's nineteen? He doesn't know anything. No, it's going to be the same for a lot of Palace fans. They'll get back into. That, that, that's <laughs> Travis for, for pod fans who is in the, in the background making a rabble who uh, retweeted a great photo of we, we did yeah check it out it's, very, it's very good fun. But, but you get back to August and people will get back to the Pawsons and the Clifton and the Albion and the ship and all the places they go to before Palace Games to go and socialise other pubs fans. are available I, think, I thought I named all of them there well, they, are, they are. There's pubs all over the, the world. The White Horse. They're also yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll get back to yeah. their, their usual routines. As the, as, yeah, as the Euro starts, it'll start to fade. And as the yeah. new season starts, we'll look out for the man new fixtures. And But there will be times all the way through next season when it will say losing FA Cup finalists and people talk about Van Hal being sacked even though he won the FA Cup and it will come back a little bit. But I think there will come a time not too not too far away when we go yeah we're FA Cup finalists so yeah. that's brilliant yeah, yeah. that's more than most people we were there and we'll look at the Premier League fixtures and Brighton won't be able to or Mill won't no. be able to, no. to, <laughs> to and in the end and I know this comes back to a conversation we've had 
for a long, long time since the third round of the FA Cup. We're still in the Premier League, albeit not in the way that we would be, but we're in the Premier League. And as soon, do you know what happened when albeit. we... St- albeit. albeit. Super albeit. But as we get new players in, it'll, of course it will And if we start up next season, season, then that's that's a rec- that's five years in top flight, which is a Palace record. Yeah, I think we have... We're we getting ahead of myself. We have, yeah, yeah, but I, I think also we have to look... as a conversation for another pod, but I think okay. we have to start looking beyond. And I know... This is hypocritical of me, but I think we have to start looking beyond just staying up. I know I've been the one who always says, "What's your ambition, staying up?" But I think now we have to, we have because it gets tiresome. I think as a club, you heard it to, here first. Yeah, well, I think they, we they do. Kevin's right. It's a debate for a, yeah, for but a future part. Without without ever going, we have to be in the UEFA Cup. We have to do this. I think it's time to set our ambitions a little bit higher. And I agree with UEFA Cup. Well, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll be, we will obviously we will be uh, around in pre-season as well, so there will be time to debate that kind of thing. Um, although, perhaps we're going to America for pre-season, aren't they? So we could maybe yeah. dip into the FYP kitty and see if we could. I could go the there FYP jump seat as well. The FYP account. There's a kitty. Kitty's a kitty. We've got a kitty. There's a little bit of there's a, there's a bit of money you know not a lot there's can a bit you get me to come back to Catford tonight no um, kitty no. Catford that'd be nice <laughs> uh, okay next question is oh, I uh, think if there is a kitty because we've done this out of the goodness of our hearts alright yeah. Enders Every we can night. get you back to, to Catford oh, thank you um, right next question is from <laughs> we did put we put loads of money behind the bar for the alright get the question yeah, anyway, but then fine. most people said kept buying us drinks especially you yeah alright well, that was, part, that people... was part of being there wasn't it yeah. they got to meet that is, that is what <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you other, even said other, that. Other Palace fans. I can't. <laughs> they got to meet other Palace fans. Oh my God. Which was the point of it. Right. You are moving on. Moving on. Shocking, isn't it? They got to meet other Palace fans, and that was that was the point from around the world. The next question is from uh, right. Right and bright off the oh, B- yeah. off the BBS. We know. Right. Oh, right and bright. Uh, it's quite a long. It's quite a long one. So I'm gonna. It, it, yeah, but there is a point to it. I was unfortunately unable to get unable to get a ticket on on Saturday, so I had to make do with watching a game on TV with my family. I bought my two year old daughter a palace kit at the beginning of the 2013-14 season. Whenever she has worn this kit and watched a game with me, we have always won. On Saturday, my daughter wore the kit and we watched the game. Everything was going to plan. With extra time came along. My daughter was getting very tired, and after Smalling got sent off, oh dear. my wife oh insisted no. she go to bed. Oh I begrudgingly, I begrudgingly agreed uh, on one condition that she so wear. Listen, she wear the kit to sleep. Uh, wear the kit to sleep in it. My wife came back in the room after putting her to bed. Lingard scored. I knew something was up. Crestfallen, I turned to my wife and immediately asked if she had removed the kit. She had. My question is, oh. should I divorce my wife? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, she should. I, I don't even formalise it with divorce, just walk out. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying, just, right, right, is uh, I know a few good lawyers who will actually yeah. pro bono on this now. Yeah. You've not got to pay anything. Anything at all. Yeah. There you go. It's, oh. enti- it's entirely down to her. She might be, she should be ashamed of herself, that woman. <laughs> I'm sure she's a nice person, but. It must be really hard for him to write that question yeah. as well yeah really it might be quite cathartic actually to maybe, maybe also to be yeah. fair I think we should say the little girl is old enough now to know yeah. that she has some blame in this as well because 2013 so she's got to be yeah she's old enough to know yeah, yeah, yeah. he's been let down by his entire family basically yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. it's a feeling I'm aware of but you know, it's like, uh, 
Wow. I thought I was embarrassing my son missed the playoff final because he's rehearsing Annie, but uh, just, I feel I'm in good He's company. Annie. Well, he was, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay. well, yeah, well, there you go. A very well. good question. No answer. Just move on, please. Yeah, okay. Well, well the next question. Move straight on to yeah. some kind of ITV mid-morning confession program. <laughs> Poor little girl's got to live with that for the rest of her life. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, also, just just basically, when it comes to her wedding, if that isn't the first thing he says in the speech, then I'll be very disappointed. Mm. Yeah. Or just plays this bit of the pod. Over and over again. Yeah. Although, if yeah, she's three, a, we'd have won the FA Cup by then. So. Yeah. Well, she's older than three. Just play it on a loop on her bedroom alarm. <laughs> right. So she never sleeps again. <laughs> wow. The next question <laughs> is from uh, Nolsey CPFC. I know Nolsey CPFC. Who let you down? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, their question is a bit a bit different. There. there well, I don't know if it's a man or a woman. Could be it's just AK. So exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't like to make assumptions. We never do that. Well done, On this podcast. Um, Apart from the fact that we assume that Rob Sutherland's a bit of host in you, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's not being confirmed. It's uh, not really is, an assumption. Which is why we've not facts. Why we've not opened it to a vote. It's not being confirmed. That would be too awkward. Noisy's question is: Is five years too long for Pardew's contract? Rumours that Pardew's about to sign a five-year deal. Uh, have seen enough this season to suggest he de- deserves it, but also big risk for the club. What do you guys think about that? Well, shortened his contract in Newcastle, where they gave him eight. So I suppose that's one thing. I um, think, I think anything. Yeah, I think Andy knows. I was, I was an ex-human uh, ro- uh, human rights, uh, <laughs> well, human, human resources uh, <laughs> operative, and Andy knows as well. That's the, great. the length of the contract isn't. I think it. I think it's an indication to the rest of the world to potential new players, mm. but. It, it doesn't matter if we gave him. I mean, it's, it's better than Brendan Rodgers' year contract at Celtic. But I mean, realistically, yeah. you know, we, we as Palace fans have probably slammed Watford a little bit for sacking yeah. Kike Sanchez Flores or whatever his name is. Um, oh, that <laughs> that is right. That's right. No, that oh, is thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. I, I said that just in case I got it wrong. But uh, a few of us have slammed them for sacking him after what was, you know, a, a moderately okay season. We've had a similar season in terms of league finish and maybe FA Cup final. No, no, we did get an ethical yeah. final. Wasn't a maybe. We actually did get an ethical <laughs> final. Maybe, you know, we would have to revisit it if we start the season with six losses. But at the yeah. moment, he's done just about enough, I think, over the course of 2016 so far to go, you know, you've got to give him a little bit of leeway, frankly. I think we we talked about this when Pardew came in. I want, I think we all want, a manager that's going to be with us for three, four, five years it's going to yeah. build the infrastructure as well as the team it's going to yeah. do all sorts of things regardless of what you feel about Pardew's personality and his, his way with the press he deserves the chance to be our manager he clearly wants to be our manager the players clearly trust him I think it is easier to attract other players into the club if they think there's a degree of stability there it's an indication that the Americans are not unhappy with him and they're clearly an important part of the decision-making process, whatever the chairman might like us to think. And I would rather we took that approach than the approach that other clubs have done. And I, you know, if if Watford had a good season and lost their manager, we had a better season. There's no reason. And but yeah. and, the other, and of course the other big argument is who would you get in? Well, exactly. Who would you replace him? Louis van Gaal's free. Well, well, he is, but, 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 but who would you get in? Because the other thing is that you would go, you know, Pardew's made a lot of fuss recently about 
the lack of respect for English managers. You know, mm. the, you know you've got Eddie Howe, you've got who are we going to get in? We're not going to get a top European manager in. And if we did, we'd all complain. So, I think the thing know, is, Kev, I think the thing is, you know, we're. We're in the Premier League, and it's a cutthroat business. Managers last, you know, eighteen months, two years, on on average, you know. And I think, you know, I think we look at Pardew, of whatever's happened this season. We, you know, we all know that if we go through a bad run at the beginning of next season, we get to like November, December, and we're languishing in the bottom three. Questions are going to be asked, and, you know, and maybe some chairman, some owners of clubs would get rid of their manager at that point. Now, maybe, you know, I'd like to think we have got a club and we've got owners and we've got chairmans who see a little bit more long-term. And yeah. I just, you know, I think that's... I think the thing what you're talking about is it's about longevity. It's about staying in there through thick and thin. And I think that's what Paz have always done. And I'd like to think we could carry on doing that. But at the end of the day, you know, without being rolling out the cliches, it's it, it's a cutthroat business. I mean, look what's happening at Manchester United. I know we're talking about a lot about Man United in terms of footballing, but Man in City. terms of uh, Man City, you know, yeah. you know, this, this is it's, it's unbelievable what is going on. You know, and this is what happens. We used to take the Mickey out of Italian clubs and Spanish clubs sacking people after they're winning cups, and it's happened at United, you know, and it happened at Man. It's happened at Man City. I hope it won't happen with us. I don't think it will do, but footballs, you know, football. That said, I mean, Pardew's still got, you know, some important questions to ask, not just of himself, but of of the group over the summer. I mean, first out of those for me is how do I improve the fitness and condition of that team so that they don't fade late in games, which they have done a number of times, so they don't concede goals like the one that we won't talk about from Saturday, but like the other ones that we conceded late on. The other question he's got to ask himself and of the squad to me is how do I keep on adopting this attacking intent and allowing the fullbacks for example to go forward yeah. without leaving myself and my team wide open and allowing them to concede chance after chance mm-hmm. how do I number three how do I really try to replace certain elements of the spine of that yeah, team yeah. i.e. at centre back where Damo much as we love him might not have yeah. that many years left in him and where the goalkeeper we've questioned at times this season that you've questioned it that we've questioned (laughs) that we've questioned at times this season and number four like which midfield three really works well which midfield three provides us with what we really need in the centre of the park and there are some big questions there that he has to be asked of and, and, and that he has to really try and answer and don't get me wrong like, it needs to be constantly re-evaluated if it gets to November and he's not answered any of those questions mm. and the team is still flagging late in games and no, no sort of reinforcements have been brought into that element of the spine of the team and he still doesn't know which midfield three he wants to work or which midfield threes do work then you have to then go back to asking whether or not he is the right man to be there but I think he's probably earned the opportunity yeah. to try and he's answer the We have to move forward. I we think have to move forward. I've, first of all, I think it's slightly unfair to include the two goals in the cup final in that thing about lack of fitness at the end of the game because they look they, fit to me at the end of that yeah, game. But, but, the, but the two goals came about. Rooney's, you know, Rooney's was a brilliant piece of skill. The Lingard finish was just fantastic. You just have to hold your head up and go. The ball fell to him and he, and he finished it brilliantly. I don't think that was anything to do with fitness or. Conditioning, and I, to be honest, I don't, I didn't notice any particular lack of fitness compared to them. On, so I'm not saying it's not been a problem in the past. I think there's no. I think Pardew was clever at the Stoke game. He asked himself some questions and he answered some questions. He apologised for the the lack of home form and lack of away form, and I think he is aware of that. But there's no point in sacking him. If if it turns out that we are six or seven games into the season and we haven't won one. Then that is the time to get somebody in, not 
January, February when we haven't won 20 no, no, I agree. Yeah. But at the moment, there's no logic in, in getting rid of him. He deserves a chance to carry on. And I, you'd like to think that the club are as aware of the problems as we are. And the fact that you talk about the three in midfield, two of those will need to be re- not replaced, but there need to be other people to throw into that mix. And I think that's the big the big question for Pardew is the four player he's talking about four or five players big names it's a very important summer Kev it's a really 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 important uh, summer because one of the most important summers could surprise for a long time but it comes back to something we've said before we have to stop being sentimental about our Mm. championship team We, we have to accept that if we want if we want what we're all talking about consolidating and moving further up the league we've got to change the team we've got to do that every two years as simple as that and we, we know where the players... and None of them are not good enough because they've stayed in the Premier League for four years mm. and none of them lack effort and commitment, but we all know where improvement needs to be made. Mm. It's as simple as that. Central defence, central midfield, right back, scoring goals. We, we all know it and the club will know it, but it, I, I think J- James is absolutely right. It is a really important summer, but again, you, have, you can't forget that we're competing with every other club in the Premier League who's suddenly been handed a 180 million quid bonus. And again, but I said I think the FA Cup will help us to attract players. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. But I, I, you know, I, I think it would be a really odd decision to get rid of Pardew now, and I think he does. He definitely deserves his chance. And and also, the the players still like him. It's as simple as that. And he is enough of a name, I think, to attract. And boy, can he people. dance! Well, let's boy, not, can let's, he dance! Let's, we were hoping that wouldn't come up. Well, yeah. sorry to bring it up, but he, well, can. he can't dance. Actually, but well, he can. I thought that was. Yeah. I thought it was a move, man. I've seen him dance better than that. I thought it was a move, Kev. <laughs> Uh, we do have a question on that uh, from Chris K. Hi, Hi Chris. Chris. Hi, Chris. It says, was Pardew's dance really so bad? <laughs> well, I think James needs to answer this because he had some views. <laughs> no, in, in, uh, not because he's the best dancer, because quite clearly he's, I do he's only, the, he's only the third best dancer. But you, no, I you do, do have, have a view. About you do have a view. I've got a very, you know, I've got a, a quite a serious point about this. Is that yeah, okay, it was very amusing the dance, and you know. Pars look very funny and all that. And if we'd have won the game one 0 we'd be laughing and giggling about it. But let's be honest, you're twelve minutes away from winning your cup final, you've just gone one 0 up, and you're the manager of the team, and you turn around to your team and you tell them to focus, you concentrate, or you lot out there on the pitch, focus, concentrate. Because you've got twelve minutes against one of the best teams, you're one of the biggest teams in the world. We we know what's there. Think, concentrate. But he didn't. He did a silly dance. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Maybe the players look around and see him giggling. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And whether it made any difference, I don't know if it made any difference at all. But in retrospect, looking back at it, maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. I maybe t- it wasn't I, the right thing to do. I, I take James's point, but I think at that stage of the cup final, you can't begrudge a spontaneous oh, no, I'm, I'm not begrudging it at all. Know, I'm know, not knocking him doing it. I'm not knocking him doing it. And I'm not, you know, I'm loving all the all the vines and all the little yeah, mad yeah. things on the internet of him dancing with Peter Andre and, and all this sort of stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm loving it all. Yeah. And I think it's all funny. But really, let's be honest, when we went 1-0 up with 12 minutes to go, he should have been on that touchline shouting at all those 11 players now is the time to concentrate. Schoolboy, it was schoolboy. Two minutes after we going up, we lose one. You know? Okay. So I'm not, not blaming the dance for it. I'm yeah. not blaming the dance, and I'm not blaming his lack of concentration. But it doesn't help. But he yeah. was as, as excited as we were, and it's. Uh, I, 
Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, but he's paid quite a lot yeah, no, more no, than me. No, no, no. I, 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 I mean, I don't know. You're being very quiet. Do you agree? No, with I don't. Me or not? No, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with anything you say. What Andy says about he's paid to be a manager, and but at the same time, I don't begrudge him getting carried away. And also, I think in the in the in the long term. It's just something else that adds to the publicity and the profile of the of the club, and yeah. I I don't think. Or does it add to the profile of Alan Pardew? Well, okay, that's, I that's mean, a good point. My, my, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Does it? I, I mean, does it really? I don't. I, mean, I think looking at I've it, I've got a lot of friends who just who are not Paris fans who go, Alan Pardew, what an idiot no, no, doing but, that. But to be fair, looking at it, that didn't seem like something he had up his sleeve in case we scored. I think to me, it looked like. A and also, if we had one on to win, no, no one would be talking about. Of course, it would be. That's what I said earlier. It's a classic example of picking something out because they would be talking about it, but in a much bigger way, it'd be on. Yeah. But I mean, I mean yeah. the thing is it was clearly something that was noticed by the Manchester United players because Matter after he goes off mm. onto the bench does a little dance while he's sitting down yeah, 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 almost yeah. to mock so like you know the, I think the players were probably too busy celebrating at the time the Palace players too busy celebrating at the time to even notice and by the time they've got back to the halfway line maybe he's shouting them but clearly the Man United players noticed and tomorrow it kind of makes a, a, a silly little story out of something that was a big day for us and oh, yes it was oh. spontaneous but you can react spontaneously in other ways. Like you can, you know, just fist pump a few times. You what, would you, be... what would you guys have done? Well, I, would, I know I did. I jumped up and down and hugged strangers. No, but if you were, uh, if you were on the touchline, if you were, if I, you were, if you were touchline, I would not have done that. I wouldn't have done it. I, th- I think unless you unless you've got absolute proof that he had planned to do it. I genuinely don't think you can ever go at him for a spontaneous. Kevin, I'm not having a go at him. No, I know, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, but I'm saying I don't think it added. It only helped the situation, and I think if you're, yeah. On the other hand, if you know Peter Taylor, Trevor Francis, we used to go mad about them just sitting there when Palace scored. So you, you can't do right for doing wrong. And and at the time, it genuinely didn't occur to me that there was it was anything other than the spontaneous outpouring Mm. of delight. And it wasn't like the whole bench were doing it, and it wasn't. (laughs) Now that would have been funny. it would have been but all in time but also like you say by the time that synchronised dance with the whole bench the, the players celebrated for a, a long time by the time it had settled down it was yeah, yeah also I was halfway obviously it's very easy to talk about this in retrospect yeah, of course you know, yeah, looking at, at the time I didn't even know he'd done it until yeah, about two exactly. hours later no one did of all the reasons you can come up with for losing the match I think him it's a bad one yeah. starting, is it? and it's not the reason for losing the match I just think I just I just I genuinely like it when when no, I, people involved I'm there as well yeah. show emotion yeah I actually thought they were very good dance moves so well, well you, you would, that says more about you than it <laughs> yeah. says about the rest of us in Cheshire they probably were no that's, that's, that's massively the good height dance of dance moves quite cutting edge or the old Cheshire, Thames side in where they've gone to see JD yeah. after three doing the wild two yeah oh yeah yeah good good G&T's next question is from good G&T's I'd forgotten you were asking for G&T's yeah what's wrong with that well it embarrassed the Hungarian people no it didn't if anything, it endeared me more to them. No, um, no, no. The next question is from it Thanet Eagle. Hi, Thanet Eagle. Hi, Thanet. Um, they say, did the constant talk of 1990 put pressure on the team? I, th- I think there's mm. an element here that I thought throughout the 90, we, at times, the team looked a little bit overawed by the sort of magnitude of the event. And there was the, the moment before the match where Zaha is crying into punching shoulder and everyone had assumed at that point yeah, that yeah, he yeah. was out injured that he wasn't going to start and then he starts and it sort of transpires apparently that you know there were these special quotes etc etc now had we won everyone would have then gone to yeah. the outcome rather than the method by which he tried to get to that outcome and gone, well it was clearly a masterstroke 
I think it it clearly built up some form of emotional tension there. It clearly added to the sort of magnitude of the event in terms of how the players were approaching it. Whether or not it then translates to how they played, I don't know. But there was clearly an element of it where you looked at Man United as a team that day and they seemed to me to play with slightly less weight on their shoulders, slightly less pressure on them. They didn't look as tense when in control of the ball. They didn't look like they were as overawed by it as we were. And that might have come down to the fact that some of their players had more experience at that type of level than we did. But it may have also come down to the fact that we did build it up and and, and we did keep on building it up. I I don't think at any stage we were overawed by it. I didn't think we looked overawed. And I think if United players looked marginally more comfortable and better on the ball than we did, it's because they are marginally more comfortable and better on the ball than than we are. I think I think the press made it a story more than yeah. You know, none of the, I, I, I'm not sure how many Palace players were alive in 1990, and I don't know whether the club made it a story. I think for Wilf it was always going to be a story because of his what happened to him at Man U. But mm-hmm. I think it was I think it was far more. A, a, for want of a better word, the narrative for the BBC and for the papers, and it was for mm. for us. It just happened to be by sheer coincidence. Another Man United manager was was under pressure, and the result may or may not have changed. As it turned out, it may not. But I, I really don't think. I mean, I mean Jedinak was was interesting on the last podcast because it wasn't an issue for him, and he said it wasn't an issue for the players. And I don't think it would have been for a lot a lot of the Man U players either. I, I don't think that put extra pressure mm. on us and what was interesting I thought because I fully expected the Man U fans if they made any noise at all to do their hilarious Cantona song that, the, the whole Cantona thing didn't come up in in the pre-match stuff in the whole press stuff mm. beforehand and, and I fully expected that the press would make much more of an issue about that than they did um, but I guess, I guess the I'm really 1990 pleased. story yeah, yeah, but I'm, really, I'm really, really really pleased that they didn't I'm delighted about that but I, I don't think the 90s story I think maybe at the player of the year did we possibly made too much fuss about it but with the Steve Coppel thing but why would you not it was a big it potentially was the big story with revenge and whatever but I think two thirds of the Palace fans there weren't thinking in terms of revenge I also they think at the same time you're a footballer and yeah. if you're 19 or if you're you know 34 you are very, very well aware of the history. Oh, well, no, of, I disagree of, with of, that. of the club. No, I think you are. I think you're. I think you're aware. I think you're aware of the history. I just think you, but you accept it. You, but, but you are part of a group of players, and you accept that people around you are thinking what they're thinking. No, I think I, I couldn't disagree with you more. I think players. Okay, I bet you can. No, I think players. <laughs> All right, well, London's better, London's better than Halifax, has it? Oh, um, I think I'm not, culture. I think there might be the odd player like Julian Speroni who's aware of the history of the club. For the most part, most football players will get confused. If you if you in, engage them in a conversation about the history of the club mm. and games they played before, they'll just go, because they're employees of the club, and it's, I know mm. that sounds cynical oh, and unromantic, yeah. but I don't think it would have made a difference to... to well, even even when we, we got... Steve Copeland for training sessions even when no, Jednak even said on the last pod that they mentioned 1990 Mark Bryce I'm not saying it doesn't make a difference to people at the club in the infrastructure and they got Steve Copeland to do a job to scout Man United but I think for the individual players for most of them I don't think for for the likes of Yannick Balassi or Pap Suare or Damien Delaney or Kabai that there was any hint of revenge or we've got no, to do a no, job. No, no, no. I, I, I genuinely don't think that because players don't... 
Don't think. No, not that. But the days are long gone. It's not. It's not like if you've got Jim Callan who's played six hundred games for the club. Of course, he's going to be aware of it. If you've got the people round the club, you know, Steve Parrish is going to be aware of it because he was at that game. Yeah. But for the most part, you would have to sit players down and explain to them what the history was. And even then, most a lot a lot of our players have to have the Brighton thing explained to them. It mystifies them, and it's like and. They, they're professional footballers they go out to win they were going to win the FA Cup that's mm. what they wanted to do to them there was no they didn't care that we, we, we were desperate to get revenge no, to, 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 to be clear like, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that it was something that they were getting overawed by the history of Palace particularly okay. in that fixture my point was more that those players do not have really big game experience the way that some of the main oh, no, players no, do. Oh, no, you absolutely. Know, they, even the likes of, uh, yeah, yeah, of, of David Blint have played like yeah, in, yeah, FA, yeah, in, no, in World Cup okay. games. David De Gea has played in uh, Champions League games. Those, those guys have yeah. played at higher levels no, no, than, than our, and it's that sort of management yeah. of the pressure. And yeah, the no, thing no, that absolutely. did come yeah, across yeah, yeah. for me at times in that match was that, yes, I know they are better technical footballers than yeah. us, 1-11 to 11 probably. But we did also look slightly less relaxed in that environment, to my mind, than they did. And and that, to me, might not come down to necessarily just the pressure that had been exerted by people talking about 1990 or Alan Pardew talking about 1990 or Steve Copper being at the training ground or whatever, but just the lack of big game experience in yeah, comparison that, to the, the opposition. Well, at the same time, there's two things. Now, we have got that big game experience now, some of them, but at the same time, after the semi-final against Watford, we all thought that Palace players looked far more relaxed than they did mm. walking on the pitch. Mm. And, and, yeah. and there was a history, there was a more recent history of Watford at Wembley than there was with, with, with Man United. I, I agree. I think I think people around the club, in terms of selling scarves and in terms of selling, this, again, the narrative, if you like, went for the whole 1990 thing. But I don't think that would have been something that the players would have... I don't think it's much the 1990 thing. And, you know, I'm not being pro-Man United here at all, but... You do no, but you do read interviews with players, and you do read the stuff. A player goes to somewhere like Manchester United or Real Madrid or Barcelona or any of these big big clubs, and they walk in there, and they always say, "I didn't know how big this yeah, club yeah, was. Yeah. I never knew everything about this club." And you've got you know you've got kids there like nineteen, twenty, twenty one years old, yeah. and the the expectation upon you being a Manchester United player is so much greater. Than being, say, a Crystal Palace player. Yeah. I mean, let's let's be really, really honest about this. It really is. I mean, the weight of expectation and the history and all the 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 size of that club is something that us four around this table, you know, we can we can understand it. We don't know it. We don't get it because yeah, it's not. Win, and they expect that. They, they expect, expect it. They well, expect yeah. it. Yeah. Whereas our players don't expect it. And I think that's it is, yeah. it's a it's a very thin psychological argument that I don't really know what I'm talking about so I'm going to slowly uh, stop talking right now <laughs> so well, JD can ask the question you, but you know what I'm saying you, you know what I'm you've, saying you've hit on the theme of the whole pod for the last five years <laughs> 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 yeah. I love you Kev slowly stop over now. I love now. you yeah. Kev <laughs> I don't know what the Latin is for we're not quite sure what we're talking about <laughs> so that, would, talking. that would be our motto that would but be you know what I mean should I do another question then yes please the next question Question is from uh, Pub Idol. Hi, Pub. Hi, Pub Idol. On the hi, BBS. Hi, hi, um, has Kabai been worth the money? Yes, I know, yes I know, or no? I know why he's asked that. I had an argument with him about this. You had an argument with him? I, I did. So he's a big pod listener, so uh, hello to him. Um, he doesn't rate Kabai all that highly. I, I probably rate Kabai more highly as a player 
and possibly think he's not necessarily suited to some of the other players that we've got there and would probably look better with other players. I think there's more to come from Kabaya. I, I, I did say earlier this season and I've, I've said throughout the season that maybe it wasn't the best use of our resources you know we had a certain amount we could spend because of FF, FFP we had certain things we needed to address in that squad like a new centre back that was going to possibly long term replace Delaney like uh, a new striker like a new goalkeeper all that sort of stuff it possibly wasn't the best signing to make at that, at that point in time that said he's still a class footballer like he's still someone who's got a great deal of technical ability he's still someone who can control the ball better than most players in that squad and still someone who can pop off a pass better than most players in that squad I think we'll see better from him next season I think he's probably disappointed some people this season because they expected him to be the sort of player that will grab a game by the scruff of the neck and I don't think he is that player mm. I'm not even sure he was that player at Newcastle but some of the goals while he was at Newcastle caught the eye because they were amazing long, long range goals or amazing free kicks or whatever but he's not that sort of guy that travels with the ball or really impresses with what he can do aside from his, his, his players I, I compared him on the BBS to someone like Xavi even though he's a very different footballer and plays in a very different way he looks better when he's surrounded by better footballers he's better when he's got people making really good runs around where he's got options he's not going to make himself look great like he's not that footballer and that's why in some ways he wasn't the right signing to make because he wasn't going to lift that team of himself so and take it to a different so level so in answer to the question was he worth the money? <laughs> was he worth the money? <laughs> Was he worth I, I, what we paid for him in, in, in raw figures? Probably. Was he the most appropriate use of that money at that time? Yes Possibly or no, not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't think there is a yes or a no there. No, I don't, I don't think there is a yes or a no there because I think he, he's a fantastic <laughs> footballer. Did you threaten to overrule him? <laughs> I, think, I think we should ask that question or answer that question this time next year. Yeah, to be honest. Because I think he was, he was a marquee signing and I think he was important. He was value for money in that he... Possibly made other players stay, sign the contract, which Scott yeah. Dan said. Yeah, yeah. So far, I think the answer is no. It, it's but he's a different. As, as, how many times have we said that? I think we've done it on every pod. He's not the player we thought we were getting, and I thought what was really interesting. The player of the year do is that the the vote for players player of the year was almost unanimous, apart from one player who jokingly voted for Chung Yong Lee. <laughs> I think, well, I think I think just there no, wasn't even he's such a nice bloke he wasn't even in the vote from what I can gather it, it was every, oh, fair play to that player it was almost everybody who voted for every player voted for Scott Dan yeah. which I think is quite telling and the fact is and I think Wembley was a a, a kind of Vignette, if you like, an illustration of how Kabai is done because he's one of those players that you look and as he did in the semi final, stepped up to the plate, played really well, moved the ball, distributed the ball. But against tackled. a lesser team, though. I quite, I quite <laughs> agree, but in the semi final, in the final, he didn't. You know, you look to those players, you look to if you've got the odd. Because how many, you know, in the past, how many so called world class players have we bought? The likes of Lombardo, the likes of, you know. Somebody like Lombardo would would have stepped up to the plate, you know. What I mean, and I I can understand those people who don't think Kabai has done enough. But, but you, having said that, I think you're absolutely right. I think I think if you put a couple of better players around him, 
the only thing I say is like he he starts he starts four out of five games at World yeah, Cup 2014 yeah, yeah. in a France team that yeah, yeah, early yeah. on were heralded as one of the best teams yeah, that tournament. Yeah, Surrounded with Paul Pogba, I mean, like, obviously we probably won't sign Paul Pogba. No, so, I know. I, know. Really? I think we need to well, probably need to be honest about this. Okay. We're probably not signing him, but. Yeah. When you surround him with fantastic players, he's going to look great. And maybe that then made him the wrong signing at the wrong time. But I, I think you've then got to be careful about going full, full sort of you know cycle and sort of the whole hog and saying that he's not a very good footballer. When he clearly, clearly oh, no, is. Great, of course, he's a great footballer. But we haven't seen we haven't seen the best of him. And all, but also, I think it comes back to what we've said every week again that we we thought we were getting a different player. We thought we, we were getting somebody who would be playing twenty, thirty yards. Further up, and he yeah. hasn't got the energy of a Kante, for example. He hasn't got the motion of a Mares, and it's like the, the fact is, you can show us the the intercept figures and the tackle figures as much as you like, but none of us thought that's what the sort of play we were. But also, and there, is, there are other players who can do that, and is maybe two years actually more of a kind of a better gauge yes. for any player. Because we said that Absolutely. about uh, Murray when Murray signed. Yeah, Dougie yeah, Friedman yeah. said judgment in second season. In his first season, we were all saying, "Well, who, who's this guy on this very pod?" Yeah, yeah. Second season, he scores thirty-two goals. So maybe that's yeah. more of a fairer measurement yeah. for any well, player. Also I think what it will be really important if Kabai stays that's a big statement of intent yeah. for the club if he moves on to someone you know, I think it depends on how good a summer maybe he has well, for it, France it, but. exactly well no I think it comes, is he the squad even yeah, yeah. 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 I think it comes down to who we get in to, to, to support him because Kabai will say what's the point of me I'll play 20-30 yards further on but who am I passing the ball to yeah yeah. yeah. and this is my issue with marquee signings yeah, no, okay. I agree, but I think yeah, it's a fair point. But I, I, I absolutely agree. Oh, I, think, <laughs> I think no, but I think there was a point. One of the reasons we we bought him was that we could, and we we stumped up the money. Pardew wanted him, and the fan we were absolutely delighted that we did buy him. But it was again a statement of intent, as we said. Scott down, yeah. other players said, "Well, I'll stay." But where do you go of, from those statements? You no, have to I go quite, up, don't no, you? Absolutely, absolutely, I quite agree. Okay, final question then for part two of the final pod of the season. Uh, Is it though? It, well, it is for this part. I apologise. Oh, uh, it is the pod, yes. Anyway, I apologise <laughs> to anyone. Uh, we didn't read a question out. Thank you for sending them in. We appreciate it. Keep sending them in, please, for future pods. Yeah, you said we had brilliant questions and you read out four. Yeah, well done. Because you got lot oh, no, talking, well, no, did, which yeah, is good. That's what, yeah, what we want. It yeah. makes my job easier. The last question, then, is from Dr. Awake Stephen. Oh, hi, hi, Doctor. Hi, right, Doctor. He says, I'm leaving back for the USA tomorrow. Oh, oh see ya. Do I do I wear my CPFC shirt proudly and get knowingly empathetic looks that make me sad, or do I sit in the airport pub? I would say, why are those two mutually exclusive? Yeah, exactly. Wear it proudly in the pub. Wear them <laughs> yeah. proudly in the pub. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Good night. And have so many drinks in the pub that you end up getting chucked off the plane. Yeah. Because you've pulled your shirt over your head, <laughs> and then get sympathetic oh, looks. Andy Street sits, puts his hand up. Is that? Uh, Andy Street. I would never do that. No, of course you wear your pallet shirt proudly. You always wear your pallet shirt proudly. Why would you not be proud? We're in the Premier League. We're in the FA Cup final. But also a safe trip back to America. Of course, yeah, yeah, Doctor give our Awake, to, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. yeah give our love to America yeah, and to yeah. all our other American fans. Yeah. Good. And um, hopefully you'll be going to see the Palace team on their preseason tour. Yeah, very and good. Nice yeah, and good link. Have yeah. a good tank, partner. On that note, come on and. What? Speaking uh, of people in America, Americans love a break. Oh, good. Yeah, that's, I, I had nothing planned. I literally had nothing planned. You amaze me. Literally. So thank you very much for doing that. Uh, thank you for your questions, listeners. In part three, we're going to be wrapping up with our funniest stories of the season. Uh, so that's it. All of which happened tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks for those questions. We'll see you after the break.
Hello and welcome back to the final part of this week's Five Year Plan podcast, the last podcast of the season. Hey. Is it though? Hey. Stop saying that. Yes, because well, he keeps saying it's the last one. And he said earlier that it's not. So it is of this season. But then we might do something in the summer. Oh, I see. So oh. yes and no. That's why it's a yes and no. I, I've got you. Depends yes. where you think the cutoff point is for the season. I thought you were taking yeah, us to Cancun with the FYP riches. No. Mm. Oh. I'll take myself to Cancun, but you. Too old. We haven't had a question for FYP riches for ages, have we? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so um, for the final part, we asked our listeners for sponsors. Oh yeah, sponsors. You asked them for sponsors. <laughs> uh, our sponsors are JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. I will. <laughs> and Vector Printing. For all your printing embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk and it's Vector with a K. I think it's nice that Vector get the last the last. Well, they've been vector. there a long time, haven't they? They have. Yeah, my my dad's yeah. been doing the I will for six months as well, so I feel slightly bad that I've had to jump in and take over that role you're a perfect well. sub and in fact let's introduce Travis right now because we've had a we've had a FA Cup style substitution uh, James Endicott aka James MacArthur has you, gone off yeah because he's just yo Hank Bye went off we say gone off he's more asleep on the grass <laughs> <laughs> and Travis Endicott aka Jason Punchin has arrived onto the pitch how are you I'm okay. I'm fresh, ready yeah, to I'm fresh legs what's your, what's your score on the pod you have a different view oh. on Kabai haven't you well, I do have a very different view on Kabai, but... Let's share it, then. Yeah, go for it. What, do you want me to share this? Right, my view on Kabai is 100% he was not a player that was lost signing last season. He's a player that will benefit majorly from the money we get next season by getting into this point in the Premier League. Yep. He's a player that benefited majorly by having our first team around him in the first half of the season. And he was a player that didn't benefit majorly from not having the first team around the second half of the season. And like Andy Street said, he was um, a player that can't grab a game for the scruff of the neck. But once he has Punchin around him, who's a quality Premier League player at the moment, MacArthur around him, who is technically give it, technically better than Jedi and Ledley, he performed a whole load better. And once one of those two are missing, he isn't up to the player that he usually is. But with this season, with the money, and when we bring in a few players that are at the level that he plays at, he will shine. And unfortunately, and he isn't so a player that's going to grab it by the scruff of the neck, which we all love with Palace players. But he is a player that will add a massive amount to our team once well, the rest of the team well, around him, which he did in the first positive, half, of which he did in the first half of the season. So and I think the one thing, I think the one, and I think the one thing in this final was, and the fact that you mentioned it in the first couple of parts, and I wasn't, I was trying my best not to shout out as much as I could. But I think that the major problem was, and you know, I don't want to slay any decisions at all, but it was the fact that Punchin didn't start. And if he had had Punchin just in front of him, that gives Kabai that link from midfield to the strike force, the front three that we have that are so deadly when they're on their game. Yeah. And it's that one link that he didn't have, because if you think about MacArthur, Kabai and Yedinak, although Kabai was a number 10 at Newcastle, he's admitted that he wants to be a bit deeper at Palace. Yeah, yeah. And if that's the role he wants to take then he has to have that one person that's in front of him that he was at Newcastle that links that. It's much like you coming on linking to the deadly front three that's, that's right here, right now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Good. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say something about my dad then, but I thought I'd avoid it seeing as he's sitting right next to me. And, no, I, might, like, he's working up, and I might not get any dinner for the next few yeah. days if I say well, anything bad about him. He's rubbing the grass out of his eyes. And, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so we did. We asked. Uh, we asked our listeners for any sort of funny stories they had from the season um, to share because we're going to end on a positive note of this podcast. 
Um, Stu- Stuart Kelly. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Stuart. Says, my brother flying over for the cup final from Australia and losing his passport in the process. Oh. Was this funny? We have to laugh. It's a bit yeah, harsh. Otherwise, you cry. Yeah, it's yeah. not very yeah, nice. Yeah, it's not more. Stuart's still banged up in the holding cell at Heathrow, but apart from that, it's fine. <laughs> was he, well, as long as he didn't lose it on the way to Palace, I think I'm okay. Well, assuming about he it. made the game, but yeah, as long as he made the game, yeah. I think I'm okay. I'm fine. Um, cool, Caulfield Seven. Hi, Caulfield. Caulfield says all my funny moments this season have been supplied by Brighton and Hove. <laughs> 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 Losing four players for injury in one game—that's just hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. You'd and like not making think, if you had a scintilla of sympathy in your heart you'd go it doesn't matter it's Brighton that's yeah. fine and then playing really well in the second leg and still getting through not qualifying automatically of 89 yeah. points is yeah. kicking the teeth well, God they bless would have, they would have them won it. Would it, in the last five out of the last seven seasons they would have won they would have been champions when we would have been champions, champions. Yeah. Yeah. so that's quite they funny they lost five games <laughs> have, you, have you guys got any funny stories from, from the season just gone uh, none that you haven't heard I think the Alan Mullery at Tottenham was my favourite yeah, yeah, I think that, yeah, without, without any doubt. Yeah, plus all the things that you say before the pod, JD, yeah. which we can't because yeah. you're so. <laughs> I don't understand why you're so hilarious before the pod, and then somehow the microphone just seems to. Just sort like of, to I just like to rein it in, rein it on, to yeah. be honest, yeah, keep yeah, it yeah. Uh, a lot of yeah, keep of it course, for special I mean, occasions. I think we all had a lot of highlights last week with. Uh, James Endicott and me <laughs> yeah. and the young United fan yeah. and that's yeah. partly why I've had to join in halfway this time <laughs> why didn't you come last week <laughs> just so I didn't tip over the edge this time huh? uh, Owen, Dad, Owen I've got your back I've got your bad dad Owen Walcroft hi Owen, Owen. says Ryan Shawcross losing it at Selhurst that was, that was funny that, that was, was funny. good wasn't it that yeah. was funny I think with the chanting that went on with it yeah. added to it as well yeah as he responded to it as well, which is unusual. Isn't which it? is the yeah. worst mistake you can make yeah. as a football player. And that was kind of a moment. Premier League player yeah. in front of the Holmesdale. So, yeah, yeah. And I think that was the moment Palace actually won the game, to be honest. Um, well, it was his mistake that led to the free kick, wasn't it? Oh, there you go. Against well, like, Lord, a, it should have been enough of that. to Mark Hughes, he said it wasn't a free kick. It, yeah, not only was it a free Mark kick, Hughes. it was a potential red car, but you know. <sighs> Uh, and James Allison Hi James, James. Says uh, Funniest moment Is all the memes Following Punch's goal yeah. And the tears against Norwich They were yeah, great they were And also yeah. Thanks for a great podcast Guys Ah, oh, oh, you Has oh, he tweeted oh, the wrong people I think, Yeah, yeah. I think I'd just like to point out To the people listening to this That, that JD Said that Resting his head on Andy Street's shoulder It wasn't oh, It was rather oh, emotional Oh yeah it's fine They, can, they, emotional they can know that I think I'm in there Still resting his head Oh I've been in there for a while I'm leaning into the microphone <laughs> Just so happens That Andy's shoulder happens to A lot of unresolved Sexual tension on his yeah. pod <laughs> Right So we also And to end this podcast uh, For the 2015-16 season We asked listeners Is it We asked <laughs> listeners For their reasons to be cheerful so it's just something that you tweeted out, Kevin. I did, yes. And in fact, we're gonna we're gonna give a FYP T-shirt to the best one, aren't we? And well, a, you tweeted uh, that, so we now have a, to. And a tattoo. We have to a do full it. Full back tattoo of all of us, yes. Really? Okay. <laughs> and also, well. James Endicott's going to do a mashup of all the a musical mashup of the reasons to be cheerful. <laughs> Are we going to give a T-shirt to the best? One, the best two, one. Three. Well, considering we have about nine hundred left, I think probably we could give, <laughs> we could give one. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, of they're done on a one-by-one one basis. Of course we're going to give a T-shirt to the best one. Should we give a, one T-shirt or to the best two? The best two. Let's do the best two. Why not? It could be a higher moment, couldn't it? Let's, the, the most <laughs> cheer- become one. The most no, cheerful one. Moment, yeah, we'll give one T-shirt away. And a okay. I love, so, I love a Kevin Day promise on this pod. Yeah, that we did. Last, last time we made one of them 300 people turn up to the old Thameside Inn for no particular reason. <laughs> That's funny. Mrs Day just walked past and looking at it as you said, a Kevin Day promise. <laughs> okay. Charlie Paul. 
Charlie, Charlie Love. says, oh, sorry, Charlie Paul Turner. Another year in the Prem. This is reasons to be cheerful. Another year in the Prem, one of the strongest teams we've had in a long time since the early 90s, and the ability to never give up and have that unbreakable mentality. Yep, good. Do we agree with that? 100% true. Stuart Norris. He gets a t shirt. Well, hang on, we haven't decided who gets a t shirt. We can't just give a t shirt to everyone. Everybody gets a t shirt. I'm not, we can't give everyone a t shirt. That's the first question. You can have two. They're taking up your spare bedroom. They're, they're not in my. That's they're not in just my a special prize. Oh. <laughs> uh, Have yeah. you told Miranda yet about the special? I can't cut, cut in this bit. Um, <laughs> Stuart Norris. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Stuart. Says, Stuart. Uh, used to be my coach when I, I've told you that before. When I, when I was a yeah. kid playing football. Yeah. When I was a very talented young midfielder. Oh really? No, no. Um, says we've got the best owners. We're in the Premier League. We've been to Wembley twice in 2016. And we're solvent. Well, that's, yeah, good. Speak for yourself, Stuart. Yeah. I'm not solvent. In your face, but, Stuart. Oh, and more well, importantly, Stuart. Brighton Mill on Charlton would love to be able to say the Yeah, excellent. Well done, Stuart. Okay. He gets a t shirt. Yeah. Stop so saying that. Well. <laughs> Jenny's paying for these t shirts. Uh, Jay Winter. Hi, Jay. Says. We don't have to use clappers to generate an atmosphere. Yeah, I like nice that. one. I like that. Yeah, yeah, he Jay, gets a t-shirt. Stop saying he gets a t-shirt. <laughs> he gets a pair we of clappers. We can't give a t-shirt does. to everyone. Yeah, he, can get, he gets a pair of clappers. And a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> uh, John Dodd. Hi, John. Oh, Dodd. Dodd. Yeah. Dodd. 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 He gets a t-shirt. Says. <laughs> For the name alone, he gets a t-shirt. <laughs> Says uh, we and are. The next person also gets a T-shirt. God <laughs> say it, we haven't got that many T-shirts. <laughs> John Dodd says we are most definitely not Man United. That definitely yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a reason to yeah. be cheerful. That's a reason uh, to get a T-shirt. Gareth Jones, please stop saying that. <laughs> Gareth Jones says, Hi, Gareth. we're seventy-two million pounds richer." Oh, so yeah, we can yeah. afford a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> You're never going to let that lie, are you? We're not. The pod's not saying that. Then you have to order a few more t shirts after this pod. Oh my god, okay. Stephen, Stephen Gilly. Hi, Stephen. Stephen. You, none of you guys are getting a t shirt. What? Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. Thanks. Says, uh, we're a family. We're a family, not just a club. CPSC is well, for life. Family can get Good or for bad. <laughs> right, I'm going to Well done, Stephen. Well done, Stephen. Yeah, excellent. Okay, right. I've got, got a slightly longer one here. Which I'm going to read out, which I hopefully mean less interruptions. That last people one was shouting. Really good. We're a family, not a club. I like that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Miko Salmonen. Hi, Miko. Hi, Miko. Says, uh, as a Finnish Palace, this is quite a long one, just to prepare As a Finnish, Finnish Palace supporter, I've worn the home shirt. T shirt. I was willing, and you're going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to ignore it and just carry on. I was waiting for my flight to London at Helsinki Airport on Saturday morning for the FA Cup final. I heard in Finnish behind my back. Now we've got the right colours. I turned around and realised it was Aki Rialati. Who had walked in. We had a nice chat while waiting at our gate to open. Took photos. And uh, nowadays, as you, as you do in a situation like that. A few minutes later, I was about to post a photo on social media, but I found al- already myself on his Twitter timeline. Um, later in the afternoon at Baker Street, I walked to the pub. Before I'd got there, someone said to me, Hey, are you from Finland? Uh, I, I said, yeah, how do you know that? He said, I saw you on Aki Rialati's timeline Brilliant. on Twitter. Proper. We then had a few beers together, and now I've got two new Palace friends in London and a cool memory having met a Palace legend. And Brilliant. a new T-shirt. Exactly. You've got five new Palace friends here now. Exactly, yeah. Well, I think that one definitely 
uh, deserves a t-shirt. What about you guys? What do you think of our reasons to be cheerful going into next season? Well, do you know what that? um, Well, we can we can talk about buying new players and you know new grounds, whatever. But that last uh, that last tweet that was lovely. That's the reason to be cheerful that somebody turns up at Helsinki Airport at nine o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, and bumps into Akira Light. Yeah, <laughs> then gets recognised and bought drinks later on. So that's the reason to be cheerful because there aren't many clubs that will have that. Basically, well, and the whole FYP drinks that I couldn't make, which people from all corners of the world turned up to, yeah, to celebrate and yeah. enjoy the final experience. Yeah, yeah. They were good. That's a they reason to be happy about being a Palace fan. Yeah, we'll get Aki there next time and Mika as well. So. And the fact that yeah. we make generated four times as much noise as Man United have made in their last four yeah. Wembley appearances put together is yeah. a reason to be happy as a Palace fan. Yeah. There you go, we've got a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons to be happy yeah. as a Palace Can fan. Can I read out one more from, from one of our listeners? Yeah. This I think this might be up for a t-shirt. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like everyone's I'll getting pay, a t-shirt I'll pay for anyway. the t-shirts. They're all getting t-shirts. Okay, <laughs> Kel- and, and tattoos. I regret that. That's what you're after. It's like the other night for the overseas fans. You you, you stood there going, oh, I might buy somebody a drink until somebody went, come on, I'll buy a drink. No, I'm f- four hours I'm you not. did that for. That's been 15 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone that came. It was a lovely evening. Thank you to anyone that bought bought me a drink, which, which was everyone. Which it turns out I think was yeah. sorry to anyone who he yeah. didn't buy a drink as well. <laughs> Kelvin Cooper says after seven years of taking my boy to Villa games the atmosphere created and the enjoyment on Saturday that my 11 year old had finally converted him to Palace that's why I'm so happy we don't have to split my game time anymore roll on August and his first visit to Homestale Wow, brilliant. There you go. There you go. Definitely a t-shirt. Two t-shirts. You got an extra large one. Yeah, extra large and a medium for the little fella. I can't tell you, actually, looking down social media on sort of today and yesterday, how how great it was to see so many sort of family photos, photos of Covent Garden, photos of... Yeah, the the stuff going on in Clapham, photos of people travelling to Wembley and looking happy and proud at Wembley and, and all that sort of stuff. And that's why I was... Sort of proud of Palace and why I'm glad to be Palace. Like you see that sort of sense of togetherness, and it's it's palpable in all those photos. And I've made Endicott cry, and I think it's probably for a different reason than last week when it was just the 18 <laughs> points that he'd had before the pots. I think, I think this time it's genuine emotion. I think, so I, and you know, I am done. I think he's crying because Ali's just held up the empty bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But no, I, I, that's a very good point to end it on. I was overwhelmed. I wish I could respond to everybody individually, but. I was overwhelmed by the amount of goodwill tweets yeah. and messages that came from not just Palace fans but other teams. So yeah, and all the people that came on Friday as well and said nice things. Yeah, it's the fact that, that I'm, I'm scrolling down my Facebook newsfeed about two or three days after the game, and every other picture is still from yeah. our Wembley end. Yeah, every yeah, other yeah. picture is of Palace fans. Every other status is about them being so proud to be a Palace yeah. fan, so proud to be born and brought up around Croydon, whether it's their family or themselves. And it's really us getting to this cup final has really cemented us, has cemented our family mentality within our club. It has a lovely speech, and, it's, and it and has made everyone appreciate it. A well. lovely speech, only slightly ruined by your dad opening a can. <laughs> it's all right. I think Which that adds to it. I think that adds to it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think obviously getting to sit on a jump seat for ten hours to get to that bloody match. <laughs> I think, think Travis should have the last word. That was that was a lovely speech. That was actually a very nice thank part. You, thank I think you, to, thank to, you. to round future. up the pod. Thank you. Yeah, the exactly. Future. From the future of the FYP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so thanks to everyone. We we will send t-shirts those people that we read out there. Um, reasons to be cheerful. Cause we appreciate those One, being sent three, in. Three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, eight and a half. So. Uh, <laughs> Yes, that was a song by someone. <laughs> Ian Jerry. Ian Jerry. Oh, there we go. It's finally seeping into your little Chesham skull, isn't it? Oh. Hey, hey, yeah, it is. Hey, um, I apologise to my two, father. Three. You can hear now shouting out. Okay. Uh, it good. was supposed to be his time off in the pub, but unfortunately, he's still having his uh, two pennies put in. So we're going to round off on a lovely speech from Travis and me actually getting a well, reference. It, it, as well, it was so. supposed to round off with a lovely speech from me. It sent it. It rounded off with my dad shouting against the microphone. <laughs> Welcome to FYP podcast. <laughs> And we'll see you next season. <laughs> will we? <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.